Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. My name is Pastor Isaiah. I get to be the student pastor here, and I'm just really proud. I was down there just like a, oh, my God, they're just doing so good, so good. They're doing an amazing job. Today, I want to engage you with this. I, I had a video. Well, you know what? Let's play the video really quick. It's really, it's really short. Very, very simple video, but profile. Very simple video, but yet and still so profound that you see there was a piece of coal that was off to the side, but there was a fire going, but the coal was separate from the fire. Coal separate from the fire. Coal had smoke on it simply because it was in the vicinity, but it still was not contributing to the fire. I'm asking you this morning, are you in? How long have you been attending this house? How long have you been a part of the body of Christ? But my question to you is, has your position or your role changed since you've been a believer? Have you been like the coal so far to the right? You have smoke on you just because you're in the area, but you're not contributing to the fire. You know, when you find and you see the smoke and when you see fire, a lot of times that fire has to kind of be close enough to you for you to get the fire. I want the fire. I just don't want the smoke. But the only way that you can get the fire in this way is that you become a part of what God is a part of. If you're standing on the sidelines, if you've been here and you've been hearing the petition, you've been hearing the, 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 the cry for, hey, we need you here, we need you here, we need you here, and your heart in some level has not been pricked or engaged to say, you know what, I want to get involved. I would then have to venture out to say, are you just here to check a box? Or are you here to advance the kingdom? I know you don't want this sermon to go long and it won't. But I'm really engaging you and I'm pulling at your intimacy because we serve out of our intimacy with the Father. We were meant to serve and be in communion with Jesus. But all of that happened, all of that went awry, all of that went away once the fall happened. But the only thing that we were really designed to do was to be intimate with Jesus and to serve, his, and to serve in the earth. He gave them a job. Just name the animals. Do this, do that, but once the fall happened, we all went awry. I want to read this scripture to you, John. John chapter 5, verse 1 through 4. It's an important scripture, and I really pray that you ask the Holy Spirit during this sermon, am I really all in? Or is my all in based on my comfortability? Is it easy for me, then I will participate. Or we all have this thing, what do I get out of it? How does this benefit me? If I show up and paint, do we get donuts? 
if I show up and do this, do we get soda? Do we get, do we get to go out to eat? Do we get to go to Sunny's? How do we go here? Do we get to go here? What is my takeaway from coming to serve in the body of Christ? John chapter 5, it's verse 1 through 4. It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. That's verse 1. Verse 2 says, now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, it's, called, it's a pool, an Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades or whatever. What is that? I didn't even read that in my box. That was a new. That's good. Verse 3, in these, they lay a multitude of invalids. And I want to read this, and I want to pause here. By this pool lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. I'm here to tell you, at some point, we were one of those four or five. We were either blind we were either lame, we were either invalid, we were either paralyzed. At some point of our life, we carried one of these things until we were able to get into the water. Where is the water? It is the body of Christ. Some were invited. Some were stopped by the pool. Something happened once we got into the house of God and began to fellowship and be in the environment and the family of God that our lives changed forever. But can I tell you, these are the people that we're called to. We're called to the invalids, we're called to the blind, we're called to the lame, we're called to the paralyzed. These are the people that God has assigned us to do, but we need the believers of God to begin to make the water ready for them. We believe we need the people of God to begin to stir the waters so that when they come in, the waters are troubled. The waters are potent enough that their lives can be changed forever. Verse 4. In verse 4, it's, it's verse 3 is giving you the who was in the water, was by the water. And it's telling you where they were and what was going on at that time. Now, as we read in verse 4, it says, For an angel of God, who would periodically descend into the pool to stir the waters, and the first one who stepped into the pool after the waters would be stirred, he would instantly be healed. Now, just to give you a picture here, in this this, these pools, if you study a bit, the pools were kind of stacked almost on top of each other. And there were people that were getting in the pools from all the different levels. But in the Bible, it talked about how this angel, some theologians say it was an angel, some people say it was a man, but whatever the case, he was at the bottom part of the pool. So if you can imagine all the filth that was coming from the top layer of this pool all the way to the bottom. So where he was, he was not only stirring the waters, but he was stirring the mess that was on everybody else. He was stirring the residue from the people who were coming in from above him, and the waters were just beginning to trickling down, and it was messy, it was muddy, I'm sure it smelled, but he would stir those waters. Because can I tell you, as believers, it's time for you to understand that it's time for you to get dirty. It's time for you to get your hands dirty. It's time for you to get messy. It's time for you to smell like the people you're called to. If you're online, I'm talking to you. Maybe you've just been at home and maybe you've been comfortable where you've been and maybe you've been relaxed where you've been and it's easy to just be where you are and say, I'm a Christian. It's easy to be where you are and say, oh, I'm safe. But I'm saying that God is calling us to a place that's not so safe. 
He's calling us a place to serve. You know, they say 20% of the people do 80% of the work. You know who the people are that serves when the lights go off and then the ones that remain. Normally, those are the people that remain. I'm asking you, how long have you been here? How long have you been tending, attending? Are you the hot coal on the side that looks like it's a part of it just because you have the smoke, but you're not really contributing to the fire? You know, if you continue to read in this story, it talks about how Jesus began to speak to that man. But I didn't really want to highlight that part. I want to talk about the stirring. I want to talk about when we put the net out to serve and we put the net out to, to come and be a part of the family of God and doing what God has called you to do. And you say, you know what? I'm too tired when I get off work. I'm studying. I have too much to study. My kids have practice. I don't really have time. I got to work late. I got to pick up this second shift that they didn't ask me to do, I volunteered for it. This is not a knock. This is not a throwing of stones. This is me saying, what and who are you prioritizing? Because Matthew 6, if I remember, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. But a lot of times we want that everything else will be added and then seek him first later. It's very much so true that you find yourself serving in the place of God, in the family of God. And as you're serving, God is working things out for you. As you're looking after his people, as you're tending to his sheep, as you're honoring God in the house of God, he's beginning to turn things around for your good. But the challenge is that we're so concerned about the problematic things of life that we have made that our God. We always say we don't have time to serve, but I have to beg to differ. You're serving something. We always say we don't have the time. We don't have time. We don't have time. But can I serve you? You are a slave to something. You are a slave to your boss. You are a slave to your cares. You are a slave to your paycheck. You are a slave to your Roth IRA. You are a slave to your entrepreneurship. You are a slave to it all. But God is like, I want to get back on the throne of your heart. Can you imagine if we will become a people who sit at his feet? Because people that sit at his feet or people who are intimate with him. And from a place of intimacy, you know then that he has your heart. And then whatever he tells you to do, you'll find yourself doing it. Can I tell you, I don't want you to get confused that you think, well, pastor, you work at the church. You get a check for it. No. My service does not count in my paycheck. My service has nothing to do with what I get paid. It is after which my clock has stopped that I still stay on the clock. That it's not about me saying, okay, well, I'm only going to work from the time I get to church and the time I get off, then I'm finished. You're never finished. There's always something to be done. There's always a kid that has to be transported. There's always a light has to come on. But can I tell you, if the same people or the pastoral staff are doing all the work, we're doing something wrong because the Bible says we have to equip you to do the work of the ministry. 
Are you in or are you out? What are you willing to give up for him? What are you willing to cut back on to get involved in the kingdom of God? What are you willing to give up? Says the man, he stirred the waters and as they people got up and they were in the water all times of the day and people were just climbing. Can you imagine all the stuff that was on them? But he's just down stirring the water. It didn't say the time of day. It didn't say night. It didn't say he was just stirring the water. He was stirring up the field. He was stirring up anything. It could have been anything in that water, but he was, he didn't care what he had to do as long as he was making it possible for somebody to be healed. It's not about convenience. It's not about luxury. Can I even tell you, you might not even want to sometime. I think we get it confused and say, oh my God, they just want to do that all the time. No. No. We don't want to do it all the time. But if I understand that Hebrews 6 and 10, he promises this, that he will never forget. He will never forget your labor of love, how you have sown into the body of Christ. He will never forget you. You know, when we say, you know, we need more people in children's ministry. Crickets. We need more people in student ministry. I don't really like teenagers. Well, that's good. We don't want you to be involved if you don't like we need more people at the door. I don't, I don't want to smile. It's too early. I don't talk to anybody after 10. Until after 10, I haven't had my coffee. We don't want you to. There's always a reason or there's always a reason why it's not convenient for you. Can I tell you, hanging on that cross, I'm sure it was not convenient. It was, matter of fact, so inconvenient that he was like, if it be your will, Lord. Let this cup pass me. I don't want to die for these people because they won't even want to help me build the kingdom later. He knew and it was eternity's past on the cross. And I can imagine he was probably hanging on the cross and saying, you know what? I don't really want to die because I know it's going to be like pulling teeth to help them get, help me get souls. Why would I die for them? My ticket and my seat is secure. He was probably sitting on hanging on that cross. And you know what? They're going to have a million reasons why they don't want to come serve. Why would I die for them? But his calling was bigger than what he was feeling. I'm asking you, is your calling bigger than what you feel? A problem and a big reason why we don't serve is because we don't even know what we've been called to. Your election hasn't been sure. Are you here to stir the waters or are you the person saying, oh, I just need to get there because I need to get in the water. Oh, I need to get in the water. Oh, I had a horrible week. I just need to get to church. You've been Christian for 15 years, 20, 3. I just need to get to church. I can't serve. Oh, Sister Katrina, I can't volunteer today. Oh, I can't volunteer. I can't do CG today. I can't do hospitality today. I just had a bad week. Can I ask you a question? Who has not had a bad Who has not had a challenging week? Let's go as far as this. Who has not had a challenging month? Who's not had a crazy 2020? But if everybody would say 2020 was bad, how could the kingdom advance? 
If everybody made a decision to say, you know what? I've been beat by the trials and the cares of this life. I don't have the strength to progress. But the meat of the Bible says when you're weak, his strength is made. We do these things out of intimacy with him. But if you don't share in the suffering, you'll never volunteer. If you just share in the joys of Christianity, that's very few and far between. But I'm asking you today, are you in or are you out? Are you come eat my flesh? I'm full today. (laughs) Can you imagine being there then? He's like, you know what? It's a lot of people here. And I know all of these people. They're really, they're not really about this life. So he was like, hey, let me, let me, let me separate this. He gets up and he says, hey, who wants to eat my flesh? <laughs> I'm pretty full. I'm on a, a keto. Okay, got rid of a few thousand. Next group, who wants to drink my blood? <laughs> nah, I just want to do water. I'm on a water diet. Yeah. See, that's when it really gets to the bare bones of how involved you are when he's asking you to come taste of him. Come, drink of my blood. Come, eat of my flesh. He's talking intimacy. He's talking discipleship. You will find you, you will find in your life, students, college students, adults, better people, that when you find yourself exhausting yourself in him, you'll begin to look at less at what you're walking through. Because ultimately, when you work at your job and you you become a slave to your job, you become a slave to your children. Can I tell you, you become a slave to practices on Wednesday nights. Yeah. You know, I told my coaches, play baseball, went far as I could. But I told them I wasn't coming to church on Wednesday. What do you mean you're not coming to church on Wednesday? I mean, you're not coming to practice on Wednesday because I got church. We don't understand. It's not for you to understand. I'm just telling you. I have church on Wednesdays and I'm not coming to practice. But uh, probably some of you parents, if they tell you they want to come to church on Wednesday, you're going to tell them you got to go to practice. I pay for those shoes. You know how much I pay for those cleats? You're going to use those cleats. You know how much I pay for those pads? You're going to use those pads. But your child is making a stand and say, I want to be in the house of God. But it's very hard to encourage them to do something, or it's very easy to discourage them from doing something that you yourself aren't doing. I'm not throwing stones. I'm just, pulling, I'm just having a petition to say, he's asking you to come closer, sign up, get in or be out. We need you. The kingdom needs you. God is needing you. He has need of you. We understand the man at the pool, and we understand that he was stirring, and we understand that he was making the waters ready for the other people. But I'm asking you, which person are you? Are you the one that always needs to get in, or are you the one that's going to start stirring? That's really the question here. Are you in, or are you out? In Matthew Matthew chapter 22, verse 36, it says, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus answered him. He says, Love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all your energy, all your being, and with every thought that is within you. 
I'll say this as we close. If this is not the written on the tablet of your heart, you can do nothing. If loving the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul, if that is not your mantra, it's not, if that's not where you live from, you won't serve long. Because you will always be serving for something and not from something. That's intimacy. Intimacy, intimacy I do everything from a place of being with him. If I am with him, then I know I just don't work for him. I know we work together. But if you're not doing anything from him, you're going to be doing everything for him, and then you're going to want everything from us. There will always have to be a a ribbon cutting for you to come do something. There will always have to be something to draw you. We're going to have food. You know, our main goal here, and I believe in the house of, uh, house of God and online, is that we were all born to make a difference. We were all born to do this. We were all born to know God. We were all born to find freedom. We were all born to discover our purpose. And lastly, we were born to make a difference. Know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and make a difference. That's the only reason you were created. But I'm asking you, Are you making a difference? Are you making a difference here in the house of God, in the kingdom of God, in the family of God? Because I don't want you to get stuck at knowing God, finding your freedom, discovering your purpose, because all these things is cyclical. We'll all be in in, in them all the time. We'll all be in a life of uh, knowing God. We can never just know him. We always want to know him. But at some point, you have to say, you know what, I'm ready to make a difference in somebody else's life. I'm ready to volunteer. I'm ready to get on board. And if, guess what? If you don't see something you have a heart to do, that means you have a heart to lead it. If you don't see something on that paper, they don't have this. That means you need to create it. That's how the church grows, because I'm sure there are 10 more people who enjoy what you do. Are you all in? Are you all in? Listen, this sermon. I believe God is really calling us to advance, and that's the only way that we're going to do this in this city. If you're watching, as you share this, we're making space for you here. I don't care how long you've been addicted to drugs. This place is ready for you. I don't care how long you've been addicted to pornography. I don't care how long you've been in this relationship you shouldn't have been in. I don't care how long or what time you just got in the house when you're watching this, whether it's 2 in the morning, whether it's 4 in the morning, you've been binging all night, or whether you've been thinking about suicide, or whether you've been thinking about you just want to die, or you just want to quit life. I'm telling you, the waters here are ready for you. The waters here are prepared. There's a people here that are saying, come on, come on, come on. There's a safe place. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. We've been with the Father, and we don't want anything from you. We just want to give everything to you. Come unto me, all them that are heavy and of heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me, for I'm lowly and meek in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. Because his yoke is easy, and his burdens are light. We're not mad at you. We're mad about you. God don't have his finger pointed at you like this. He has his finger pointed at you like this. This is the God that we serve. And when you come here, you're going to be greeted by so many amazing people who aren't all born Christian, but who have some similar stories as you and who's going to be able to share their stories and you're going to see redemption all in the room and we are ready to stir the waters for you. Let's stand up all over the building.
Maybe you're here today. You say, you know what? His call, his first call is for you. Maybe you're some of the people I was just talking to at the end of this. Maybe you've been walking through some dark things in your life. Maybe you've been walking through some deep things in your life. Maybe you've been walking through some secrets in your life. You know they say you're only as sick as your secrets. Maybe you've been walking through some tumultuous times in your life. You say, you know what? This morning, this worship was powerful. And the moment to worship was powerful, we came to the altar. And you might be saying, you know what, Pastor? I want to be all in. I want to give my life to Christ. I don't want to be a sinner anymore. I'm ready to be justified. I'm ready to be in the faith. I'm ready to be a part of the family of God. And I no longer want to live this life alone because I wasn't made to live alone. I was made to live in fellowship. And I want to know God. I want to discover my purpose. I want to make a difference. And if that's you, I want you to do one thing on the count of three. I just want you to raise your hand and say, you know what? I'm ready to give my life to Christ today. One, two, three, raise your hand. That's you. I see you. I see that hand. Raise them high. I see that hand. I see that hand. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to take courage in the hand you just raised. And I want you to put some feet to that faith. And I just want you to make your way up here. Let's clap our hands for them as they come. Come on. If you raise your hand, come down here. We welcome you. You're not by yourself. You are part of a family of God. Come on, keep going. The Bible says one, so we rejoice. We rejoice over one. We'll give you a second. If you're still here, you say, you know what? I don't want to keep living like this. I don't want to be living isolated. I want to be a part of something. So I want to give my life to Christ. There's still space. There's still time for me. You know, this wasn't one of those messages where it was an evangelical message. It wasn't a casting out of a message, a net. This was a message for the body. So what I want to do with you, what's your name, bro? Willie, nice to meet you, man. Lift your hands, Willie. Just pray. Just point your hands toward Willie. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all of my sins. You died for me. Now I'll live for you. And from this point of my life, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands for him. And listen, you're going to... Hey, Willie, you're going to go with him and they're going to teach you. They're going to give you some stuff to have. God bless you, man. Hey, this is the next phase of that. Come on. You heard this tonight. You heard this today and, and God is knocking at your heart and saying, you know what? Are you all in? It's time for you to get in. It's time for you to clock in and never clock out again. I'm not talking burnout, but I am talking burn up. I mean, we getting ready to get hot. We're talking about we're going to turn the fire up even more, but we got it. We don't want to be that coal on the outside. We want to be the coal that's stoking the fire and keeping that fire burning. And we want to be the person that's stirring the water. You say, you know what? I want to get more involved. I know I need to. I know I need to get involved when they ask. I know I need to be more involved. And you say, you know what? I want to be a part of that. I just want you to come up here and just stand up here because we're going to have a moment of prayer. Because what I want to do, I just want to pray for you as you leave here. You say, you know what? I'll never be the same. I'm going to sign up on the app. There's baptism on August 22nd. People are coming. There's baptism on August 22nd. Maybe you haven't been baptized. Maybe you're trying to take this thing to another level. It's time to get in the water. It's time to go deeper. Maybe you've been here a year or less. That's me. And I get to come to the reception. 
I'm going to fellowship too. Maybe you've been here a year or less. Come. But if you're here today, you say, you know what? I'm ready to serve. I don't really know what I want to do yet. I don't really know what to do, but I'm ready to serve. And if that's you, make those bold steps and come down. We're going to pray and we're going to go home. I see we're going to keep clapping as they come. Because I told you, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. There is a seat at the table for you. They're still coming. Online, if you're watching, you say, you know what? I'm all in. Just type in the comments. I am all in. We can close this gap a little tighter. Come on, you can close tighter. I'll give you a few more minutes to think about it. A few more minutes. You say, you know what? I just come. I don't really participate. But I know I've been called to do more. I know I've been called to do more. say you know what I need to I need to shake the dust off and I need to get in the game I, I want to be involved come on because I believe that God is going to do something very significant with the people who say you know what I want to really do what he wants me to do Lift your hands while you're here. I know it's a little, you know, I'm watching people like, I think I don't know if I want. I don't, I don't know. Go be with him. And from your time with him, he'll send you where you need to go. Father, I pray for every person that's here. Father, I pray that you will release a fire in their heart so deep that you won't be able to get it put out. Thank you, Father, that they made a decision today to be all in. Not to be the coal that's so far to the right, but to be in the fire. Father, I thank you that you're placing callings inside of them. That you put that calling and conviction so deep on the inside of them it'll drive them to come and say what can I do how can I serve how can I be a part where can I go so father I thank you that they're in a position in their life where they want to know God find freedom discover their purpose and make a difference so I'm thanking you father that the couples that are here that you would put ministries deep inside of them to serve in the house of God and I pray this conviction will run deep and not just circumstantial but this is a God-given desire and we give their commitments to you in Jesus name that everybody say amen amen how many enjoy the sermon huh thank you so much thank you so much you made it to the end of the message and now what is God leading you to make a change Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.